Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And you may have noticed that last week we didn't post an episode and there was a reason for that. This episode is going to be slightly different and we will clear all of that up. But before we get onto that, Kira, do you want to start the roundup off with your weekly high and low? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that enthusiasm. I know, I'm ready for it. So my high of the week has been something that Jay is probably sick of me showing him because I just keep showing him little videos and it's a particular TikTok account that I'm just obsessed with. And the actual name of the account is Pot Roast's Mom and Pot Roast (laughs) is a little cat. Oh Oh my God. Why have you not sent me this? I, I've, I've been specifically withholding information okay, so for I the surprise you on the podcast. <laughs> so, podca- podcast, podcast, no, pot roast. <laughs> it's already a mess and we are one minute, three seconds in, but we love it. Um, pot roast, she kind of looks like Oscar a little bit, like she's fluffy, white and grey, but she's like a really messy cat, like her fur is like an off-white um, and she kind of looks like... Um, slightly like she might be a little bit dead um but in like a kind of cute way um so her owner is but cute (laughs) she's hilarious is the the person who owns the account she kind of like holds pot roast and pot roast just like doesn't move she's like the most chilled out cat ever and she kind of makes satirical videos where she has pretended that pot roast is taxidermied um and people really believe her and they're like how did you get your cat taxidermied and then she's had to make so many follow-up videos like that was a joke like she does move she's alive but she's so still that it kind of seems like she might be dead at times and she also knows how to wink so she like does some really comical winks the cat not the human um and she has no teeth because she was rescued and she had like an illness (laughs) but she literally looks like the most happy and content cat like her and the owner they just get on so well but the owner she's kind of like a little bit funky and she has put all of pot roast's teeth on a little canvas (laughs) and she's got merch of pot roast's teeth um on a t-shirt so they're just the most hilarious combination ever and it brings me so much joy when you said them. cat tiktok that's not what i thought you were gonna say no, i thought it was it's... gonna be a much cuter scenario it is cute though but also a little bit weird and it's the most unique cat tiktok i've ever come across in my entire life um, and so <laughs> hilarious so all i can say is i really recommend for everyone to, to look up pot roast. pot roast because she's just so so funny um it's just insane so love that it also makes so when you said that uh, pot roast looks a little bit like oscar that reminded me of the time that i accidentally called oscar a different name and you flipped <laughs> <laughs> my friend georgie's like- cat is called alfie and honestly you didn't believe me but if you put them together i reckon if they ran around a bit and you didn't know which was which you'd struggle. And I went to Kira's house and I called Oscar Alfie and it was a traitorous moment. A real betrayal She's never been part. back since, to no. be honest, guys. <laughs> I've not, not been invited around again. <laughs> she has absolutely brought shame and dishonour upon this household. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just the best. Like, it's not like a classic cat tiktok it's not like someone who's just got like a you know standard cat and they just show videos of it pot roast she's got character and it comes across so (laughs) 
pie. <laughs> the name makes that. Like, my weekly high was going to be something else, but it's now the fact that there exists a cat called Pot Roast. Called Pot Roast, yeah. It's so funny. And, like, it's just, you watch a few and then you stop questioning it. It just is what it is. So that's my high of the week. <laughs> my low of the week actually only happened last night. Um, and it was really devastating. Oh, I spoke gosh. to you yesterday on FaceTime and I was, like, talking about how I was trying to find something for dinner. I was yeah. going to have pizza, and then I bought a particular type of dough. I was going to try and make... I'm already oh, just yeah. in my own hole. I was going to try and make a high-protein pizza, so I bought some chickpea flour to make the dough with. <laughs> chickpea flour does not behave like normal flour. It was, like, so absorbent. It kind of was like sand, so it was not forming a dough. It was, like, mm. super crumbly. So I tried to make a dough discarded it decided to move on and i also had bought some high protein pasta made out of mung beans oh gosh kira i'm so disappointed in you uh, mung so beans I... should stay in their lane yeah not the pasta i don't even think i know what a mung bean no i actually like. don't so i kind of thought because i buy from like tesco's and stuff red lentil pasta and i really like that it has such a nice flavor um, and i've also had pea pasta before and that's really nice that as well i know me. you don't like peas but i like peas so that tasted really nice i thought you know what this is just going to be like that type of thing oh my god i i mean as you know i don't leave food on my plate like i eat the whole thing yeah you're a good um, house like, guest and I've got a good appetite, like, and I love pasta. So the fact that I had to stop halfway through and I actually felt, like, sick to my stomach because the texture was all kinds of wrong. What kind of like, shape was it? What kind of pasta were we talking? It was, like, a fettuccine, so kind of, like, the long strips, but kind of thicker. Oh, right. Oh. Um, but it was kind of, like, tough and chewy, but not, like, in a... I've not cooked this long enough way in the kind of way that's just, like, no matter how long I cooked this, it was going to stay like that, so... In the I'm made out of mung beans kind of way. Yeah, and, like, it had, like, a bit of a strange smell. Um, It was awful. And, like, (laughs) I was so hungry when it came to eating it, and, like, the disappointment I felt was unpalpable, so... No, it was palpable. It wasn't unpalpable. It was <laughs> it very was pa- palpable. It was very palpable. <laughs> so that's me. What about you? I'm going to start with my low because it is also food related. And I okay. couldn't think of a low when we were FaceTiming before we started recording. And then like looking at you reminded me of one of your oh. lows, which oh, then say, became my low. Yeah. <laughs> so on Friday, me and Ben were going out for dinner and right. we really hyped ourselves up for a Wagamama's. Like, mm, is, oh, yeah, the best. So Ben was all hyped for the ramen. I was hyped for the katsu curry, obviously. And mm-hmm. we got into town. It was absolutely chucking it down. And we'd already had, right, okay, Friday, yeah. tell me if you relate to this, because this has happened with every tall person I have ever come across. You cannot <laughs> share an umbrella with a tall person when you're small. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it's not practical, to be quite honest. It's not. No, no. And if I'm the short person and it's my umbrella then if it's held at tall, tall person level, I do not benefit from the umbrella. So we were already, you know, the umbrella bear, situation, the rain bear. situation. It was a mare. Got there, Wagamama's is shut for refurbishment. <gasps> no. Yeah. And it's raining hard and we're walking around everywhere trying to find somewhere oh else to God. eat. And nowhere had a table free. Oh, mate. It was such a weekly low. We were like, oh, we'll give it one more shot and if we can't find anywhere, we'll go home. But then we went to Spark, which is... You know, the that is a bit of a high. Lives. Yeah, that's yeah. High. Spark, if you don't live in York, is like a food market, an outdoor food market. It's made up of old shipping containers and like lots of benches mm-hmm. with umbrellas, and it's got loads of different cuisines. It's really cool. So we ended up in actually, you know, that 
proper shipping container bit where you're really contained. <laughs> kind of the point of really a container contained. is that yeah. you're contained. Um, so we had ended up having pizza in there. So it mm-hmm. was like, it ended up being a bit of a high, but it started out with such a low. And that reminded me of your pancake story. Absolutely. I feel like it's just like when you've hyped yourself up to go out somewhere particular and then that plan yeah. is just... Re- I mean, we had that last weekend as well. We went out for brunch. I thought we were going to go to Gron. Oh, Gron yeah. Gron was shut for refurbishment as well. And then for, we had to go to the Pancake House. Now, I like the Pancake House, but something about it not being where I thought I was going to go yeah. put such a damper on my right mood. Off. Yeah, it's like, ugh, why? I had why been me? to the Pancake House the week before, so I got double Pancake Hadn't House. Hadn't you been the day before? Did I, what did I say then? The week before. The week before. I meant the day before. <laughs> I had a Saturday, Sunday pancake house run and it was delightful. <laughs> but my high of the week, and this is such a weird one, like you never would have caught me saying this was a high like two years ago, but now that we're like exiting COVID mm. or like the rules are relaxing, the small things that you couldn't do become massive things. Right. It's the cinema, which Ooh. was wild. And I went to the Everyman Cinema in York. Don't know if you've ever heard about I that one, but that's the one with the one like in York. Yeah. yeah, but they're you know couches and it's really comfy mm-hmm. and you get. So we had like burgers and pizzas and cocktails brought to us wow. on our seats. It was cool, that's jazzy. And the real high is that I went to watch In the Heights. Have you seen ah, that? I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard a few of the songs on TikTok. It's yeah, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> pretend that I didn't sing that um it was such a good film like I went with my housemate who loves musical films and I Mm. like like them my sister's very she does perform performing arts at uni so I have seen a lot of films like that but they're not like my favorite thing ever and In the Heights is written by the same I can't remember his name but the guy that wrote Hamilton he's so incredible I don't know how these productions come out of people's brains (laughs) is amazing and it was set in Washington Heights in New York City and focused on this like Um, community of Latin American people who had moved to New York and it was just all about them and their lives and their stories Um, and it was just amazing like the songs were catchy it made me laugh it made me cry it was two hours and 40 minutes which is a long film and yet it flew by it flew so anyone that hasn't seen that it was my weekly high, so I'd highly recommend Love that for you. going to see it. Um, yeah. That would, yeah, if I looked at that runtime, that would make my brain be like, is it worth it? Because my attention yeah. span is poor. But it does sound we really only, good. Like, we only realised that when we were sat in our seats. <laughs> oh my like, God. It, said, it said on the screen, like, 5.15 to 8.15, and we were like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> well, we're here. we're here now. Might as well get another cocktail. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been so long since I've been to the cinema. I think the last time I went to the cinema was when we went to see Little Women together. Whoa. I think that might have been the last time for me, you know? That yeah, because that was obviously, ago. like, the very end of 2019, so kind of, like, just before COVID started to take over the world. Yeah, um, it was very, very bizarre experience. Um, and I know that, obviously, people are accessing films in different ways now, and I guess the cinema is less popular, but I still love the it's feeling a lovely of experience. sitting in the cinema. I mean, you cannot beat cinema popcorn. It's just... Yeah, we got some popcorn. And a oh, Tango here's Ice a question. Blast. Tango Ice Blast is elite, but here's a question. Sweet or salty or a mixture? So, here, I've got two answers for this, right? If I'm going to be buying a bag of popcorn to have at home, I always would get the sweet, salty mixture because yep, I think me too. the yeah. way that the sugar and the salt crystals stick to some of the popcorn kernels is just Chef's out of kiss. this world. Amazing. <laughs> Whereas, that is not what you would get in the cinema. If you asked for a sweet and salt combination, you would just get a literal combination of some that's been made salty and some that's been made sweet. They've not been made yeah. together and therefore it's a different experience. Yeah. So if I'm going to get it at the cinema, I would just get sweet. 
Okay, so I agree with you on the bag concept. Yeah. Sweet and salty forever, but in the cinema it has to be salty. At the cinema. I'm such a salty popcorn gal. Mm, see, I would only be a salty person if it's like got the salt-sweet combination, but at the cinema my go-to snacks are gigantic, bigger than my head, Pepsi Max. Um, Ooh, sweet and salty popcorn. No, Jay always gets Tango Ice Blast and I nick a few sips, but I, I just can't. Yeah, I can't beat a Pepsi Max. And then I would also sometimes, if I'm feeling ex- especially jazzy, either get a bag of jelly tots or a bag of like Skittles or Starbursts. Oh, see, I would agree with that. But I, instead of getting sweets, I'd get a bag of some form of chocolate and tip it in to the popcorn. Oh, like you M&Ms. crazy. You M&Ms are M&Ms crazy. are good in popcorn. Yeah, I mean, mm. what can I say? I am wild. You I live are. life on the edge. You really are. <laughs> Do you ever, like, sometimes <laughs> take yourself out of this situation as if you're looking down on the conversation we're having and realise that we really overanalyse the tiniest things? <laughs> it's just interesting. I think you can, you can tell a lot about someone from, you know, like, certain choices that they would make. So, like, Jay, every time at the cinema, he's 100% a chocolate person, so he would get yeah, Tango Ice Blast and then he'd either get like a bag of he loves a bag of minstrels or peanut m&ms Ooh. um and it's interesting because i think sometimes the things that you get at the cinema are not the things that you would get elsewhere you would pick, like you've got yeah. specific cinema favorite treats it's yeah nice. Nice. but that's why the everyman's cool because in no other conversation about any other cinema would i say yeah my order would be a burger fries and a cocktail <laughs> yeah you'd be like sorry are, you, are we on the same page here are we talking about the cinema but yeah yeah love that. so that was my high and low. Anything else to report from the week? Definitely. Um, so, <laughs> strong start. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, first up, the Olympics is on, so that's yeah. exciting. Uh, have you been watching anything? So, I haven't been watching anything really when it's on the TV because mm-hmm. it's on at such like not good times. Like I remember, I, I googled uh, when the gymnastics was on and it said two a.m. So it's basically been for me. Um, watching the highlights or a few clips I, I we watched the medley swimming race was it the medley swimming race yeah with the men and the women that was exciting because yeah. we got a world record that was cool that. obviously been watching some of the gymnastics because that is our fave uh-huh yeah and we watched That's... the triathlon as well oh really i um have only been watching the gymnastics it wasn't on at 2am for us it's been on at like I think maybe the men's one on the very first yeah. day was in the when middle I, of the when night. I, when I googled it, it was like the next one was 2am and since then I hadn't googled to see when everything All else was All of on. the women's ones have been quite lucky for me. Like They've been on during the daytime, so I've been able to watch them. But it's obviously been very, very dramatic. Um, mm, yeah, because we, I think, obviously, Team GB, we want them to you know do really well. But I think we, yeah. we really like to watch the US gymnastics, don't it's we? It's just like, it's so exciting and they are... Like, so, so, so good. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as you all know, or maybe some of you don't know, a while ago, we filmed a, like, an episode where we talked about our, like, dinner party guests. One oh, of the, yeah. I one didn't of the know where you were going with that. that I said that I was going to invite was Simone Biles, who is yeah. an absolutely incredible American gymnast who, you know, going into the Tokyo Olympics after her performance at Rio, she was, like, pitted to be going for gold for everything and kind of the assumption was that everyone else would kind of just be going for silver and bronze because there was no point competing but I guess that has been difficult in the terms of like what's actually happened at Tokyo because um Simone has actually had to pull out of loads of the events um because she's like had a mental block which obviously 
puts her at risk of like massive injury if she tries to compete with that and and I think it's just brought out like a big conversation about like you know the pressure on her as like a young athlete and kind of like what the perception of being told that you are the best of all time kind of can do to your mind because it's like so much pressure more than you know anyone else is experiencing I just cannot imagine it like to be put on that kind of pedestal I think it raises a really important conversation around mental health and the Olympics and athletes and pressure yeah because it's like it's such a bittersweet situation because obviously it's really sad that she'd come to the Olympics and had this experience which is obviously like if she had thought that this was going to happen I don't think she would have come or gotten onto the Olympic team so it obviously only happened once she got to Tokyo so I think it's really sad that she's been put in this situation but I think it's also good that she has been able to step down and not be forced to put herself into a dangerous situation um yeah and then kind of like as a positive to that kind of darker situation it has meant that other people have then been able to kind of like step up and take the position which has given other people a chance as well um yeah uh, the gold medal winner is it Sunisa Lee Sunisa Lee is yeah. incredible I yeah was did you see her artistic gymnast gym, gymnastics floor routine her Insane. floor routine is amazing but her bars is where she's like she's like the best on bars and it's like insane I, was like, I just don't understand how people can do that it's mad it's really mad and like there was a documentary that was created like in the run-up to tokyo um olympic trials for gymnastics and it featured five uh olympic hopefuls um for gymnastics and sunisa was one of them and it was so exciting to like see her like journey but also like some really difficult things had happened in her past as well. Like um, just before one of her competitions, her dad was actually in an accident where he became paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, really? And like her family basically said like, you've just got to go and compete anyway, do it for your dad. Cause he always used to go to all of her competitions. And it's like, you know, so much pressure for like a young girl. So really yeah. incredible. And the GB team are very young, Oh my they? God. It's, they're the, I'm getting so excited about this. You think I'm a gymnast. I'm not a gymnast. I just love it. Um, yeah, the, the two 16-year-old twins who... Imagine having twin daughters and they both make the Olympics in the same category. Like, how, like at 16 as well. Like, they've just done their GCSEs. That's wild. Um, and they've, yeah, Ow. they've gotten... They've both got into the all-around final. Um, now they're both in the floor final because one of them was in the floor final and because Simone dropped out, the other one was next highest qualifying, so she's in the floor final as well, um, mm. which is exciting for them. Um, and then kind of moving on from the Olympics, but still relevant, I have cried happy tears four times this week. <laughs> I mean, at least they weren't sad. I what were the four times? I'm intrigued. Okay, so two of them were about the Olympics. That's kind of where the uh, that's where the link is. So I had been expecting to be rooting for Team USA for gold, um, yeah, for the team medal, and obviously USA ended up getting silver, but the Russian team ended up getting gold. And after the final Russian athlete finished her floor routine I think she's called Melnikova or something like that she finished her floor routine and she knew that she'd smashed it and like just the way that they all like celebrated and they looked so happy and I was just like oh my god that's so exciting for them because you know as sad as it is again for Simone to have had to have pulled out it kind of like opened up the floor (laughs) for people um and I think people who came into the event thinking like they couldn't achieve gold and then suddenly 
it was all opened up to them and like they were just so excited so I cried at the Russian team getting gold I cried at the team GB getting bronze because it was the first time <laughs> we had a team that is exciting to be fair for like 93 years I think it was like how mental is that and again like we've got such a young team so that was very exciting um, and then the other two were Love Island related um because the contrast i know um i was watching season six so currently season seven is live on tv but jay and i are watching season six as well um and it just finished casa amor which is um for anyone that doesn't watch love island it's obviously a load of people put into a villa they have to couple up with each other and then they do lots and lots of recouplings to try and like find the right person for them but they also throw into the mix something called casa amor where basically either all of the girls or all of the boys are sent away to a separate villa and then six new boys are brought in and six new girls are brought in and they basically test each other they call it the ultimate relationship test where kind of like at the end of the casa amor experience they have to decide whether they're going to recouple with someone new or whether they're going to stay loyal to their partner that was back you in You getting this enthusiastic <laughs> about Love Island is the biggest plot twist of 2021 for I me, know. honestly. But, like, so there was two couples who, like, both partners stayed loyal, and it was just so emotional because, like, they just seemed, like, so happy. And, obviously, because it's season six and it's now been, like, over a year and a half since that one aired... I know that these two couples are still together, so it's like, oh, oh, that is happy. How nice. We but love happy tears. We really do. I, I don't really happy cry ever, so I don't know what was wrong. It was all on the one day as well. It was like Olympics in the morning and then Love Island in the evening. <laughs> don't even get me started on Casa Amor on this cu- current season, season oh, seven. Oh my God. That might be one of the wildest. Okay, spoiler alert. If you watch Love Island and you haven't yet watched the latest episode, don't listen to this next bit. <laughs> but basically, in Casa Amor in this year, one of, the, I would say, the strongest couples, Liam and Millie, I would say they were on track to win it. They definitely they could have done it. People liked them both. Yeah, like, they could definitely have done it. So, Liam went off to Casa Amor, Millie stayed in the villa, both were presented with new people in each of those locations. Millie stayed loyal, she d- wouldn't sleep in a bed with anyone else, she wouldn't really talk to anyone else, and she just kind of pined for Liam, and it made her realise that she wanted him to be her boyfriend. Liam goes off to Casa Amor, meets someone called Lily, don't even also get me started on <laughs> Lily versus Millie. Um, both spelt with an IE, which I would say I is the rogue spelling as well. I think for Millie, I think IE is probably more common, but for Lily... You don't meet many Lilies with than IE. But yeah. anyway, he went off to Casa Moore, ended up sleeping in a bed with this girl called Lily, constantly talking about how he was tempted, ended up kissing her, all the boys were egging him on. And then in the Casa Moore recoupling, he ended up not bringing Lily back and instead pretending that he'd pined for Millie and it had made him realise how much he liked her and yeah. didn't mention anything. And then they brought Lily in, the producers brought Lily in to kind of air it all out. And it was, it honestly, it was so dramatic. God, so dramatic. It was so dramatic. But, like, he was such a snake, and I just thought I had such better expectations of him. Yeah. And so disappointing. Yeah, I just and I, I don't really think that they felt can come back from it now. Like, no. you know, they're obviously still coupled up together, but I just think once you've done that, and the fact that he wasn't honest about it from the off, I think just yeah. puts a lot of I mean, the only reason. In that they are still coupled up is because he didn't tell her when the recoupling took place. Um, I just feel really sorry for her. I think a lot of women and, well, a lot of people will have been in Millie's position, um, not in the Love Island context, (laughs) but in just the general life context and people kind of portraying you in that way. So I think the public will really root for her now, whereas Liam is dragging her down. She needs to let go of him. I've seen a few 
suggestions of a Millie and Teddy combination to yeah. win the 50k. Yeah, I want that because I, honestly, I almost cried watching the Teddy bit. Teddy with his Teddy, oh my god. Yeah, no, it was don't. The thing is, is that I know Faye was feeling defensive and like, you know, just like had her guard up, but the way that she reacted to Teddy, I'm like, you do realise he's the one that's come back single and you're the one that's recoupled. So yeah. the way that she was so accusatory is just like, at least just talk to him first instead of just like shouting. Like, yeah, she think. she really got on the defence. I think the Teddy situation actually brings up conversations of how sometimes they do manipulate what goes on and it can affect people in a really negative mental like well-being way because they really screwed him over by sending in that postcard with the picture of him kissing someone else when it wasn't in a romantic context no. or a betrayal context at all. Um, yeah. So it really did. And I, I mean, I know they've got to get the views, but I just don't up, yeah. think it's right that they stir it up in that way. No, because there were people like Liam who were genuinely being unfaithful and then Teddy yeah. wasn't, so they really like they manipulated that in a bad way, I think. And um yeah. I felt bad for both him and Faye because I think her response was one of just like fear because mm. she didn't want to look like she'd been made a fool of. Um and I think it was like yeah. because of things that had happened to her in the past and then Teddy was innocent and then ended up being sort of screwed over. Yeah. So what a mess. Like, that one wasn't... It was dramatic, but not in a good way, because, obviously, a lot of people have also been in Faye's position, where you're really scared to open up, and then she finally did that and became emotionally vulnerable, and then the producers kind of screwed them both over in that way, and it just wasn't nice to watch. No, so. exactly. There was enough actual drama between, like, yeah, to avoid Toby that. and Liam and all of those types of people. They didn't need to pretend that someone who was actually a good person was doing something yeah. wrong. So, yeah, that was a... Heartbreaking. It was very sad. Um, I hope that they make it through, but if not, yeah, I do I'm too. rooting for Teddy and Millie instead of them. <laughs> but yeah. So that's Love Island. It's, it's great. It's <laughs> I, really knew that, great. I knew that was going to take a good five minutes to delve Absolutely. into Catherine. I mean, there's so much more that we truly could say, but <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's what Love Island it is. It really is. And I'm um, so excited that you have watched it this year too. Like the fact that we're both enjoying it just elite conversation it's a real treat it's a treat and a half um but yeah i think that's basically been my week it's been the olympics it's been love island that's about it what about you anything else uh some book related stuff i'm gonna go for books what are those (laughs) so i did a because obviously i'm moving in september so i have a lot of books so i have a lot of books in my parents house which definitely need sorting out but i had a lot of books (laughs) here in York and so I decided to do a clear out be ruthless and I got rid of 74 books which I was pretty impressed with I was happy with myself there um so I have been clearing out getting rid of books and it's also made me rediscover books that were on my shelves Mm -hmm. and I've had two rereads which I think were really sparked by things that happened in like my day-to-day life so the first one which is kind of related to what we were talking about before is that watching the Olympics and like the Olympics going on has made me really want to read I've not started this one yet but it's next is head over heels by hannah orenstein which is set in the world of u.s gymnastics and what's so interesting is that she wrote that one about the 2020 olympics before it had ever been like delayed Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting to read about if you like the olympics and you like the u.s gymnastics ali raisman's memoir and head over heels by hannah orenstein are a fiction and non-fiction pick which i think you will love so i am rereading head over heels and then i think it was because uh, i was in london a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. i was going on the tube i have reread our stop by laura jane williams which is about two people who the man called daniel spots the woman 
what's she called? Oh, Nadia. I just had a main <laughs> mind blank then. Uh, she's called Nadia. He's called Daniel. And he spots her on the tube and really, like, she, he's really attracted to her and he thinks she seems lovely. So he puts an ad in the newspaper in the missed connections section, kind of a call out to the woman on the train. And she sees it and they, like, communicate via this missed connections column in, on the train, oh. but she doesn't know who he is. And it's just set so much in London and on the tube. And so I think because I'd been there, I really wanted to reread that, that one. So that's two rereads that were very relevant to things that have happened. And I just... I'm so in support of rereading your favourites. It puts you in such a good mood. Yeah, I think it's always nice to just return to favourites. I've actually done that this weekend um, because I've just been having the worst time with reading. I'm currently trying to yeah. read The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which I'm Ooh, hating. Oh, that's a big task. So oh, really? boring. Like, it's so dull. I picked it for the Dark Academics Book Club, um... And I apologise oh, <laughs> to anyone listening who may also be reading it for that purpose because I made a mistake. I picked it up because <laughs> I love The Secret History and I know a lot of other people do as well and it's by the same author so I was, you know, hopeful. But it's like 800 pages long and quite frankly, if you ask me at this point, over halfway in to give you a plot summary, I wouldn't be able to because I'm like, I don't get what's happening and why it's so yeah. long. So that's disappointing and the only reason I'm continuing is because I have to finish it for the book club and um, because the live show is on my channel next week um so RIP to me but in sort of collaboration with that to try and uplift me a little bit more I'm rereading Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine oh yeah um, you love that one I love it and I'm half reading it physically and then half listening to the audiobook like while I'm at the gym and stuff and that is uh, uplifting my reading spirits a little bit and it's nice to return back to a, to a favorite yeah, I definitely think if you ever find yourself in a slump, returning to books that you know for sure you're going to love is yeah. the best way to kind of pull yourself Absolutely. out of that. But again, it's also fine to not read sometimes. Like, it does take a lot of concentration. And sometimes you have weeks where you just can't, your downtime you don't want to concentrate on something that much so yeah absolutely that's fine too so i think that concludes our weekly roundup yes, and so let's move on to why we missed a week of the podcast the future of the podcast and just what's been going on do you want to start <laughs> uh yeah okay so last week uh, <laughs> i was like let's give kira the first choice <laughs> um, last week i think i had a bit of an existential crisis about this podcast because <laughs> i i do love it but equally, I kind of felt like, you know, you and I as people, I think we're pretty interesting. But equally, I think we kind of had reached a point where it's like, what what are we going to talk about for the main themes? Like, you know, what can we yeah. do that's like fresh content that is then going to keep people interested, keeps us interested, um, and isn't just recycling the same topics over and over again? I think that also might be a product of kind of like lockdown and the fact that yeah you know for a long time things haven't really been happening and now things are kind of starting up again but it's going to take a while before we've got you know new experiences that are actually relevant if that makes sense so yeah I was like ah what do we do um and that means that we we decided to take a, a week off last week to kind of regroup and have a little bit of a discussion about where to go next Definitely. I mean, we started this in November in during lockdown and we had both wanted to do a podcast so much mm -hmm. and it was such a fun experience and I love this podcast. It's my favourite thing that I create. I just love getting to chat with Kira. I think we have covered some really interesting topics and had yeah. some really interesting chats. But this is our 36th, if, am I right in saying that? 36th so, yeah. episode. And so 
we have had to think of 36 main themes and it is hard to get to the point where you're not just recycling the same ones and the same with our agony ant column we felt like we were answering very similar questions yeah. and so we took a week to regroup and we have decided to kind of inject some new creative energy <laughs> into this podcast and spice things up a bit add a little bit of spice <laughs> add a little bit of spice to that situation <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think the main thing that we want to do with this podcast is obviously, first of all, have something that's entertaining and fun to listen to, but also be providing content that's actually like valuable to listen to. And I think yeah. it was the fact that we felt like we were returning back to old themes, not because we had something necessarily new to say about them, but because it was kind of like, oh, what do we talk about this week? So with that in mind, we've decided that going forward, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with the podcast. I'm excited. I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm excited, I'm nervous, but hopefully you guys are as excited as we are and it all works out well. But essentially, we're going to be um, trying to kick it off with seasons rather than going every single week for the entire year, which is what we've done so far since starting the podcast. We're instead going to be doing seasons of 10 episodes long and then just taking a month's break in between. And I think the most exciting thing is that it's not always just going to be the two of us anymore. Mm. We're also going to be trying to spice up. There will definitely still be some episodes that are just me and Em, but we're also going to be trying to get guests on because you know, this is all about we're spinning plates and all of the different things that we do. And of course, there's only a limited amount of things that you and I do between us. Whereas yeah. we're hoping that getting different guests on, people can give their own perspectives, talk about topics that apply to them, and I'm sure will be valuable to you guys as well. And essentially just, you know, mix things up a bit, add some new creativity into the mix, as you said. Definitely. And also keeping the things that we know that people have enjoyed the most from what they've told us. We went and looked at like the previous episodes and the statistics and what things seem to be really working. So mm -hmm. there are definitely things like us just chatting about our weeks and the agony ant column yeah. will still be there in some format it just won't be maybe every week we are going to keep the things that we love the most about this podcast kind of yeah. that chatty nature talking about creative projects whether that be just us but with other people as well sometimes yeah. talking about books sometimes you know we're going to keep all of the things that we love the most but just kind of make it you know like we said before add yeah. a little bit of spice to it <laughs> i think recording every single week like forever yeah. is quite daunting and also I think it means that you can never regroup and kind of plan out a season and make sure that you're getting the best content making it the Absolutely. most entertaining that you possibly can and a lot of my favorite podcasts do this too we did look at other podcasts and how they kind of structure it and mm -hmm. most podcasts nowadays do seasons take a few weeks off come back with a new season and I think it just means that the energy levels never drop and the creative cre creativity levels never drop yeah. either and so I think it's going to be a really positive change and I hope you guys will stick by us for it because yeah. you guys are so so kind to us on social media mm -hmm. and about this podcast and you leave the best reviews and we just want to make the best content to put out there absolutely for you. I think that's kind of the motivation really is like you know we get such a positive response from this podcast and my concern was kind of like I want to make sure that we're not ever putting out an episode that is like that we are proud of just because we yeah just because we need to get content out I always want it to be like this is really going to be giving something to anyone that's listening to it so with that in mind we may end up taking just a couple more weeks off so you might not see this podcast in your like whatever subscription feed you use for podcasts for a few more weeks because we'll be getting started on like the first 
round Se- off seasons. I guess it's not season one. I guess this entire 36 episode run would yeah, be season, season one. one. Um, but I kind of love that, that people have watched us learn how to podcast, format our podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's actually like you've come along with us for the journey and this is just us. We've done 36 weeks now. We know mm-hmm. how to do this podcast, but it's just time to really get a structure down. Absolutely. So, um, because it's not just going to be M and I anymore as well, and it's going to kind of be, we're going to be talking to people from loads of different industries who have lots of different topics that they might want to talk about. Um, I thought this would be a good opportunity to say that, of course, you can reach us still on our Instagram, which is at We're Spinning Plates. And if you have any requests for people that you would like us to try and ask to be on the podcast as guests or topics that you would like us to try and cover and then we can try and find guests that kind of fit that kind of topic then please do let us know because of course there are things that you don't know things that I don't know but there are things that other people might be able to bring to the mix so if there's anything you would like to see then please do let us know and we'll do our best to try and sort that out for the first season and um, but yeah definitely any anything that you have loved or your favorite parts of the podcast so far let us know those mm-hmm. the agony ant form is not redundant we can still use it we will still be answering them at some point in the next season Absolutely. it might not be like every week it might be just maybe a dedicated agony ant episode per season so definitely keep sending us your questions because we do love reading and answering them send us your ideas for guests send us the things that you love that you've listened to so far that you mm-hmm. might want us to include and just let us know what you think of this change because obviously putting a podcast out there there's not a comment section when you put out a podcast so getting feedback via social media is really really valuable so any feedback would be greatly appreciated it really really would because it does just help us to make sure that we're creating the podcast that you guys want to listen to and just keeping it you know keep updating it and keep refreshing it allowing it to grow and change along with you guys as the audience um but yeah with that in mind i think we'll be trying to keep you updated on our instagram just to let you know how things are going and when you can next expect to see a podcast episode i'm hoping it won't be too far in the future we've got so many ideas that i think it won't be too far in the future yeah so i'm thinking probably some point in August, you'll be seeing us again. So enjoy a summer break without our voices in your ears, but we'll be back soon. Um, And I think that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. We'll see you very, very soon. Very, very. Very, 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 very. It doesn't matter how long we've been recording. The end of the episode always goes like this. (laughs) It's been... What, what was I even saying very, very for? <laughs> uh, you'll see us very, very soon. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll see us very, very soon. We are so thankful for all the support so far and we hope we'll be back very soon with some more creative content for you. Yeah. As always, thank you for listening. Um, not see you next week, but see you at some point you in a week, <laughs> at some point in the future. How ominous. <laughs> <laughs>